Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Magnolia Beef and Seminary has top quality beef products that are raised right here in Mississippi. They also have fantastic gifts for every age. For the best beef in Mississippi and so much more, visit Magnolia Beef and Seminary or find us on Facebook. You're listening to the Rebel Report Podcast, where it's all Ole Miss all the time. Here's your host, Michael Borky. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Glad that you are with me on this Sunday night. I'm back from vacation. Uh, even though it wasn't really a vacation, I just kind of visited family in South Carolina. We didn't do, like, we didn't go to the beach or anything. But still, I'm back, and I'm glad to be back, and I'm glad that you guys are with me. I did a live chat tonight, and that's uh, going to be the the majority of this episode, and it was mostly about the total chaos around college football. Frankly, I complained a lot tonight, because I, I don't like everything that's happening right now in college football. I think that we are losing sight of the essence of the sport, and so I talk about that, did a live chat as well. It's a lot of uh, a lot of that, and I'm sure you, you guys have, have heard a lot of, about that. You might even be getting uh, sick of it a little bit. So what I promised the, the live chat audience, and what I'm going to promise you here, is unless something new happens, this is the last time I'm going to talk about it until the season ends. So uh, unless there's new news, if you will, if a, a new team joins a new league or whatever, then I'm not going to talk about it anymore. So this is the last time. I just I, I missed a lot uh, since the last time we spoke. And so that that's it. So that's my promise to you is this is the last thing I'll do on conference realignment unless there is new news. Because as it stands right now, this is kind of what it is. These are my thoughts, and we will move forward talking about football from here on out. Uh, please follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Michael Borky, by the way, B-O-R-K-E-Y. Uh, training camp at Ole Miss is going on uh, right now. There's There's been a lot of reporting out of the camps, a lot of good when it comes to Caden Priestcorn. Uh, a lot of people are high on him. Uh, a lot of people like what they've seen so far at the wide receiver position. There's a chance that they are not as bad there as people initially thought that they might be. Apparently, Trey Harris has really, really showed out, which isn't surprising. Apparently, the coaches just absolutely love him. Uh, there's been some drama with Michael Trigg. That drama is exactly why, by the way, um, you sign a guy like Caden Priestcorn. And uh, Dylan Hip, by the way, the, the recruit, the tight end, uh, big guy, uh, 6'3", what, what is he, 6'3", 260? Or no, 6'6", 230. Sorry, I, I got that backwards. Uh, a little dyslexia moment there. 6'6", um, 230. Uh, Dylan Hip is his name, just committed to Ole Miss as well. Uh, Lane Kiffin and, and staff have tweeted that there's another commitment imminent as well. But anyway, so, so there's a lot going on. Camp, the tight end position seems good in one case, not so good in the other. Uh, multiple outlets have reported that Trigg left practice and that there's issues there and, and I'm curious to see how they handle that honestly um he's just way too talented to not try to find a way to get him on the field but man if anyway uh if, if there's just going to be constant drama and now they've got 
a more reliable option than also a lot of good things being reported about how Jackson Dart has looked so far. Apparently really has taken control of of his his role, grown in the offense, looks more comfortable, is performing well at camp. People are, are really liking what they've seen so far out of the old Miss signal caller, and um, that, that's a good sign. I mean, it's, it's what you want, right? Here's breaking news, more 11. This is why I get paid uh, the, the big bucks. Uh, you like to hear that your quarterback has, has taken a, a bigger leadership role and looks more comfortable operating the offense. That, my friends, is why I get paid the big bucks. But, yeah, a, a lot of good news coming from Jackson Dart. Uh, defensive players seem to be really high on Pete Golding in the way he approaches his job in teaching and in the new scheme, a lot of guys really like it. Uh, you're hearing a lot of praise from Pete. So it's early in camp. Uh, things will change between now and the start of the season. But, yeah, there's some drama at tight end. There's also some good at tight end. There's good at wide receiver. People really like what they've seen from Jackson Dart. And uh, the defense is is a work in progress because it's going to be. But the players seem to really like Pete Golding. So there's a, a little... There's a little bit of a camp update, but here is that live chat after I tell you, though, that the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. Check them out online, absms.com. That's the website. If you're in the market for office technology and you're located anywhere in the state of Mississippi, office tech and your business is located anywhere in this great state, check them out online at absms.com. Advantage Business Systems has you covered. Anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage and data security and IT projects, everything in between. If it's tech, if it's in the office and your business needs it, absms.com is the website. The podcast is also brought to you by Advantage, excuse me, it already has been brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. It's also brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority with 16 locations across the state of Mississippi. There's likely to be one in your backyard. They have online banking like you know, honestly, everybody does, but their online banking is a little bit different. It's a one-stop shop, so you don't need multiple apps to do everything you need to do with your money. All you need is an internet connection, and you can do everything you need when it comes to managing money. They also have local loan servicing and decision-making, so uh, it's it's not somebody that you meet on Zoom or talk to on Zoom. It's somebody that you meet with face-to-face. It's somebody that knows you when they're deciding to give you a loan and servicing your loan. It is more personal than at least my previous bank anyway. So check them out. Priority One Bank, making you their priority. All right, here it is, about an hour's worth of live chat talking, conference realignment and stuff, Q&A, all that. A lot of complaining. That's okay. I don't like the direction that all this is headed. I explain why. Enjoy that. At least I hope you do. And I promise no more of this moving forward unless something big breaks. But if it doesn't, we'll talk football from here on out. Thank you guys for tuning in. Talk to you again on the next one. Now we're back. No more vacation between now and the end of college football season. So here we are. I'm done with it. I'm done with all the off days. I'm, I'm done with everything. It is August. Training camp is here. And so we are talking college football from here three days a week, every week until the rest of time. I am even going to be in New Orleans uh, for the season opener. We're going down Saturday. I'm not going to the Ole Miss Tulane game with a group of guys, so I can do work for you. That's how committed I am to this job now. Even when I'm not working, I'm still working. And so we're back, and college football is kind of here anyway. And so we're going to talk about it. 
while I was gone, apparently the sport descended into total chaos, and I don't like it. I, I'm actually afraid, afraid, putting it in quotes. I don't want to be, you know, an extremist. Um, I don't like the direction that this is headed, and I don't think fans of schools around here uh, really understand what is happening to schools not around here and, and all, all that stuff. So we'll talk about that. And, of course, whatever you guys want in the chat, uh, we'll chat for the next 45 minutes or so and uh, talk college football, camp takeaway, stuff like that. Whatever you want to talk about in the chat, we will do that. Of course, my name is Michael Borky, as you can see, like, right there. Um, please, if you haven't already, subscribe to the channel, like the video, all that good stuff. And, um, yeah, let's get started. So I'll start with some thoughts on, on everything that has happened since we have talked last, and then uh, and then I'll get to the chat because um, I, on one hand, and this is objectively true, I, I saw Colin Cowherd tweet this, and, and he's right. Oregon playing Ohio State every other year or whatever it will be. I don't know how they're going to figure out the 18-team thing. But Oregon going to the horseshoe and Ohio State going to Outson Stadium is really cool. Those games are going to feel really big, and the environments are going to be really good. And I think Dan Lanning's a stud, and Oregon's going to be really good for a long time. So so a top 15 Oregon team going to Columbus is going to feel really big. And as a viewer of all of college football, I watch it all, I'm really excited about the prospect of that. I'm excited about seeing USC in Madison, Wisconsin. And a tie game when jump around is going on. That's going to feel incredible. So all of this that is going on is not exclusively bad because we are going to get bigger matchups more often. That is true. We're going to get bigger matchups, more relevant matchups, more often. So a television viewer of college football, somebody that just sits on their couch and watches games on TV, is getting served better by this. All of this is being driven, as you guys know, I don't need to tell you this, as you guys know, the television networks are driving all of this. They are behind the wheel. They are in control. They're the ones that are that are doing all of this. This is all ESPN and Fox at work. Despite what a, a few people my Twitter mentions say, this is not because of NIL. That That... That you are seeking when you say that this is the fault of NIL confirmation bias is what you're seeking. You are you don't like NIL, and so you're looking for something to blame it on. This is not that. Conference realignment has been going on for many years before NIL became a thing. This is all driven by television networks, and what they want is more compelling matchups, and they're going to get that. So to to start there, that is true. So when people say USC Wisconsin having that game on the docket twice every four years is a good thing. I agree. I'll watch those games. I'm looking forward to those games. But to to me, the the essence of college football is being lost every year. We're, we're getting further and further away from the essence of college football. And to me, it's not amateurism. It's not the players not getting paid. The money doesn't bother me. The transfer portal bothers me that there are eight free agency windows in four years for a player is a problem because Patrick Mahomes doesn't have that power. We've talked about that before. 
So, so the the portal's an issue, and they've got to rein that in big time because that is that it's it's ridiculous. It is completely ridiculous that a freshman that has never played a snap has more freedom and power than Patrick Mahomes is bad for the other overall health of college football. So, so that too. But the the root and the essence and what separates college football is tradition. It's rivalries. It's localized passion. It's the the regions and and the implications of games in those regions. It's history, tradition, passion, and yes, the bands are still going to play, and the cheerleaders are still going to wear the uniforms, and and you're still going to hear the fight song, but the Apple Cup's going to go away. Oregon, Oregon State's going to to go away. We've we've now lost Bedlam as well. And that, to me, is really bad for the overall health of college football. We're getting big marquee matchups, and that's great. But the the root and the essence of college football is not just LSU and Alabama and Georgia and Ohio State. The essence of college football, what makes it so unique and so great, are programs like a Washington State. And I feel bad for those people today. It's programs like Utah State. And, and you know, they might get to join the remaining teams of the Pac-12, and, and they might get a little bit of an upgrade here. But what frustrates me is when people say, who cares about, nobody cares about the Mountain West. Who cares? You know who cares? Those fans. Those people truly care. And, and to, to use Utah State as, as an example, they have a, a nice stadium that, that has a nice environment. They have a, a local economy that, that is dependent on football. Football, even for smaller schools like Utah State that aren't LSU, football is a, a huge part of the college experience. It is vital for the school's health. It is vital for the town's health. And they do have fans that care. Do they have as many fans as LSU or Georgia? No, no, of course not. But to say that, oh, nobody cares is garbage. Oh, nobody cares about Oregon State. Yes, they do. They just put $160 million into their football stadium. Did you see how they supported their team at the Las Vegas Bowl when they beat up on Florida? Just because they don't have the volume of care that LSU has doesn't mean that they don't care. And, do, and it doesn't mean that we just cast them aside for the sake of the television networks. That's what frustrates me. As somebody that grew up on small college football, you guys know that I did. The, the, even the Furmans of, of this world have fans by the millions in total, of course, Furman doesn't have a million fans. But Oregon State and Washington State have dedicated fan bases. Pullman and Corvallis depend on those football teams. And the more we cast those aside, the less it's going to feel like college football. The, the more we tell the Oregon States of the world, you don't matter the more people are, I think you're going to lose fans of the sport. I do. 
Because if I'm an Oregon State fan today, what what reason do I have to to check in? What what reason do I have to care and, and to be passionate? And oh, oh, well, nobody cares about them anyway. Nobody cares about Washington State. Well, wait till the ACC disbands. Oh, nobody cares about Cal. No, no, nobody cares about Boston College. Nah, nobody cares about Syracuse. It's it's going to start adding up to a point where you're going to lose the essence of the sport. Rivalries, tradition, regionality. And, and what I've noticed a lot, and what I can't quite wrap my mind around is, well, my school's getting more TV money. Well, of course, of course, Oregon should join the Big Ten because they're getting more money. It's true, they are. I understand that from a, a University of Oregon perspective, from their athletic department wanting to do that for more money. But, but why do fans care? Will the new ESPN deal with the SEC when, when Ole Miss and Mississippi State get more money, will, will Ole Miss and State reduce the price of your season tickets once that money starts coming in? No. Are they going to stop charging you for parking? No. Are they going to stop making you make an annual donation to, to buy season tickets? No. Are they going to reduce the price of beer at the game? No. Are they going to stop shaming you into donating uh, to the NIL collective? No. So what do you, the fan, get out of this new influx of of money? What do you get out of it? They're going to change nothing about what they demand of you. They're going to continue taking advantage of you at every turn because they know you're passionate and they know you care. And so the only people that are going to get impacted by all this movement and all this money are the person sitting at home at television that have no stake in this, except for the, the money that they bet on the games, I guess. But they have no stake in it. They're just sitting at home on their couch flipping channels. And then the coaches are going to get more money, and Clemson's going to build a second putt-putt course. That's what's going to happen. Your experience as a fan is not going to change at all. It's not going to get any better. In fact, it's, it's going to continue to get more difficult more expensive. They're going to keep taking advantage of you because they constantly take advantage of you. So that's going to happen. And then Lane Kiffin's going to leverage another open job to get $12 million instead of just nine and a half moving forward. That That's the only thing that the increased television money does. It, it, it does nothing for you, the fan, whatsoever. So yes, we're going to get more compelling television matchups. Sure, absolutely. The fan sitting on the couch, that, that's great. Good for them. But those of you that support a program that's not an LSU. I don't think this is great for you. And you can just as easily, because I've heard Ole Miss and State fans say, well, well, who cares about the Apple Cup? Nobody cares. You can make the exact same argument about, uh, about the Egg Bowl. Television ratings tell you that nationally, the Egg Bowl does not move any needle. Nobody cares nationally. It's not even a top 10 watched game on Rivalry Weekend. Nobody cares about the Egg Bowl. Nobody watches it. Nobody cares. Here locally, it matters a lot. It is vital here locally. Imagine what would happen if the Egg Bowl goes away. The Egg Bowl in Washington and Oregon, gone. And I know that they can schedule the game, and I wish they will, but the the Egg Bowl in Oklahoma, gone. Does Bedlam matter nationally? No. Do you care? No, but locally they do. The the more we start taking liberties with the non-LSUs of the world, 
the less college football is going to matter to everybody. And there is something so special about a Saturday where small towns all over the country for big games nationally and games that you don't even know are getting played, but still thousands of people flock to these small towns to watch these teams play that quote, nobody cares about. And that is so special. We're getting away from what's special about college football. We are. And I don't like it. So uh, there's uh, there's 15 minutes uh, of not even chatting during a live chat. So forgive me for that. I'm just, I'm worried about the future of college football. I grew up on the small stuff. A lot of people grew up on the small stuff. And it's important. And it matters. I, I hate that. People in my business are, are, are telling you that it doesn't when it does to so many people. Anyway, Edward says, rip, Pac-12, gone, and will definitely be forgotten. Big 12 has fortified itself, he continues, as being secure for the future as the third best conference. The Big 12 has navigated the post-Texas and Oklahoma departure as well as they possibly could have. I'm so impressed uh, with the Big 12 and their leadership and, and how they've they've been proactive and attacked this. And, and the Pac-12's leadership could have prevented a lot of this, and, and they failed. But I, I am so impressed with the Big 12. So impressed. What games am I looking forward to in week zero? Only uh, only the two. The, uh, the Notre Dame game I'll watch, and then I'll watch Vanderbilt uh, because they're in the SEC. Frankly, I don't know if I'm going to watch uh, really anything else. Uh, in, in week zero, I'll probably have games up as I'm doing other things, but those are the two. It's the Vanderbilt game and, and uh, Notre Dame and Navy in Dublin. Edward says, college football is like the, that quote in the dark night. You either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Referring to the landscape, that is not the sport. Yeah, and it, this is all being driven by by the television networks. The television networks are the ones that they are pulling all of these strings. Um, all of it. This is all television networks. That's it. Jason says, don't worry about it. By the time this is finished, there will be two or three conferences left, and the college football map will mostly just look like it did last year. Memphis Rebel says, you know, whenever Ole Miss and UNC eventually meet up, they have to do a color rush game. Oh, man, those powder blue uh, UNC jerseys opposite the red and blue with Ole Miss, that would be a good jersey matchup. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm curious to see what the SEC's move is. I, I think everybody jumped the gun on the ACC and the grant of rights thing uh, when all those rumors were swirling. I mean, it's hundreds of millions of dollars to get out of it. Florida State is trying to find ways out of it, but clearly they can't just they can't just get out of it. Uh, they can't just up and leave uh, without a massive uh, financial whatever uh, that comes with that. They can't get out of it clearly. Uh, because of how they're acting. So the SEC probably can just sit and wait for a little while and let and let those schools figure out what they can and cannot do. Good to be back, Paul. Thank you. Let's get ready for some football. Go Hogs, he says. All right. Love, uh, love to hear it. That's a huge bass in that picture, by the way. If NIL had anything to do with it, all the elite programs would leave their conferences and make their own. I don't know if we're, we're far away from that anyway. Conference realignment is making college football look more like the NFL, but everything else uh, going on in the sport contradicts that. And, and see, that's the thing. So 
there, there was somebody on Twitter that I guess kind of confused. I think that college football needs to be more like the NFL in, in very specific things, contracts, stuff like that. Uh, there, there's very clearly defined and well-enforced rules. There's caps, stuff like that. That's what college football needs to model itself after uh, compared to the NFL. When a player in their four years in college has eight windows where they can enter free agency, they can enter free agency eight times in four years, you've got something's wrong. They need to be like the more like the NFL in that regard. But if they're going to try to create a, a situation where there's only 30 college football teams, that is basically becoming the NFL with a product that's not as good. And I know it's blasphemy around here. I said it on the radio here, and people are like, oh, no, that's college football. Like, the actual football is better than the NFL. No, it's not. No, it's not. There's a reason that more people gravitate towards the NFL than college. There's a reason that more people watch the NFL than college. It's the superior football product. Just the playing of the game of football. The players are better in the NFL, and the games are better played games. What separates college is all the other stuff. It's the volatility, it's the upsets, it's the rivalries, it's the passion, it's the crowds, it's the stadiums. That's the difference. That's what separates college football. That's what makes it so unique. Appalachian State, Michigan is why people love college football. Appalachian State, Michigan can't happen in the NFL. There's upsets in the NFL, but not really, okay? The Detroit Lions have been the worst franchise in the NFL for how, for how long, or one of the worst. And look at their roster right now. If they beat the Chiefs in week one, and I know the Lions were trending up last year and, and stuff, so maybe this isn't the best example, but the worst team in the NFL can beat the best team, and it's not an upset. They're all professionals. App State Michigan doesn't happen in the NFL. We're, we're going to enter a situation where one of the coolest things about the sport, where on a Saturday, there's a game that's not even on your radar, not, not even on your radar. When the, the Citadel is in Columbia, South Carolina, and you're not going to watch that game, and then suddenly you look at your score app, and in the third quarter, Citadel's driving down four. It's like, wait, what the hell's going on here? And then they beat South Carolina in this little military academy in Charleston, went to Columbia and beat the Gamecocks. That happened a few years ago. That, that is what makes college football special. And if you start getting rid of all that stuff, it's just going to feel like it's a mini NFL, and you're going to lose when you try to be the NFL with worse players. You are. Jason says that guy on Twitter saying America doesn't care about non-Power 5 teams is wrong. You ought to see the people going out in neck-deep snow out there when little northern Arizona is good. Exactly. Edward says, I care about group of five teams, but I wonder if they will be pushed aside completely in the future. And And, you know, they've never really had hope anyway. Right. I mean, you know, Utah State, I'll keep using them um, or Boise State, whoever. Right? Boise State, highly successful program, very well supported, actually got a pretty big brand. And they might find their way into the the, the Pac-12. A merger is coming. They're going to merge with the Mountain West. That's what's coming. Go ahead and prepare yourself for that. Um, but no, Boise State's never played for a national championship before. Tulane couldn't have played for a national championship last year. But did you see what it was like in the Cotton Bowl for them? 
how, how important that was, how cool that was. The the Boise State Oklahoma Fiesta Bowl. Uh, do you? I mean, I, I'll. How long ago was that? That was almost twenty years ago. We're approaching twenty years. Um, what is that? Sixteen years ago, when Boise State beat Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl. They have deep, passionate fan bases. They're just not as big as LSU's. And so forget them. America doesn't care. Eh, maybe America doesn't care. But they do. It would be nice if rivals who left for different conferences played a yearly non-con like some SEC, ACC do. Yeah, and that makes too much sense. I mean, I mean Oklahoma State's uh, reaction to Oklahoma leaving for the SEC I, I thought was cowardly, if we're being honest. You know, they can play that game if they want to, but... They're not going to. So Bedlam's gone. I liked Bedlam. And, and you know it mattered there locally. Gone. Doesn't matter. Hey, Tim, you got the outside animals to deal with? Ah, well, I appreciate you joining anyway, man. Uh, glad uh, glad you're with me. Them Trouble says, right? Uh, they say that, but ESPN keeps reposting and retweeting the App State 2007 upset of Michigan. Yeah, that and that's the hypocrisy of it, right? Is I mean, you, you, you've got people that work for ESPN that are bemoaning all of this. It's like, buddy, it's your employer's fault. <laughs> you, you guys are the one doing this to everybody. Don't talk about how special Appalachian State Michigan was and then tell the teams that they can't play the Appalachian states of the world anymore. You say college football is universal. No matter what level, if you put a winning team on the field, people will show up. I'm with you. I despise this ESPN led drift, led drift towards only a handful of teams mattering. Another one I've heard opinions saying schools like Vandy, Rutgers, and Northwestern should be kicked out of conferences and replaced with even more big boys. Hey, that won't happen. I mean, kicking a team out of a conference is like an impossibility. Um, but yeah, because who cares? Who cares about Rutgers? Ah, nobody cares about Rutgers. Nobody cares about Vanderbilt. Nobody cares about anybody except for LSU and Georgia and Alabama and Ohio State. So who cares? Nobody cares. I, I'm telling you, like I said before, you can say the exact same thing about the Egg Bowl. You can. Nobody cares. Look at the television rating. It doesn't rate well. Ole Miss, Kentucky last year was watched by a million more people than the Egg Bowl. Yeah, nobody cares about the Egg Bowl. So so it's, uh, I, I don't like hearing, well, nobody cares about the Apple Cup from Ole Miss and Mississippi State fans. I, I don't like hearing it from them because nobody cares about your game either. You do, but nobody else does. But But you care. And that's all that matters is you care. And it matters here. So screw everybody else. The Egg Bowl is awesome, and it's very important to the state of Mississippi. The Apple Cup is awesome, and it's very important to the state of Washington. And it's gone. The expanded playoff is going to have to be redone. Yep. It's going to get even more expensive, of course, because uh, the, these schools that are making all this new money, they're they're ha- they're going to have to spend all that money to keep up the illusion that they don't make any. The, the, this will benefit the fans, not at all. The, the fans that actually go, the fans that buy the tickets, the fans that buy the merchandise, the fans that park, the fans that go to the games, the ones that watch on TV, again, the, the television product is going to be fine. 
Like it's still going to be very good for those of you that go that invest. It's only going to get worse for you. And they're only going to continue to take more liberties from you or of you. I should say. Satan Ole Miss will not reduce the price of tickets. The only reason why they would is if people aren't buying them. Yeah, they'll just put that money into the facilities and stadiums and stuff or coaching salaries and buyouts. Yeah. It's insane that schools like State and Ole Miss can charge as much as they do considering the state and the size of each fan base. Edward, it's because they take advantage of you. I'm not – it's something that I think that the, the other two guys on the radio show don't see it the same way I do. And I, I, they just – they don't care about it in the same way I do. Um, they've got a, well, just pay it, you know, if, if you care, then go or uh, anyway, um, I just, I, I, you know, I've lived in this state for 14 years and what I go back to is I got all of those experiences when I was a kid. My dad took me to all kinds of college football games. We would go to Furman games uh, when they were at home and then we'd go to one big stadium a year. I've been to, to games at Clemson and South Carolina and North Carolina. I've been all over the country to have one big college football game a year because it, we could do that. We, we did all the games in driving distance, basically. Um, we could do that, and it was accessible and, and cheaper and easier. And I know inflation is also a thing, too, so it's not all their fault. But that's how I fell in love with college football. And the, oh, who cares mentality – just watch on TV mentality is not going to breed fans like me. You've got to be there to appreciate it. And they're making it harder and harder for, for you, the average fan, to be there. And that's a problem. And if I talk about it too much, I talk about it too much. Um, but but I care. I care about the people that may allow me to do what I do for a living. Uh, without passionate college football fans, there's no me. I I don't get to to live and work. You guys pay my bills in effect, you know? So I I care about you. I I care about you and and what what makes you guys tick and, and, and what affects you guys. And I think that all of these schools are taking advantage of you. They know you're passionate. They know how deeply you care. And they know that you'll pay. Whatever they ask you to pay, they'll pay. Meanwhile, you're the ones that are paying the players millions of dollars. And they're getting more money. And what are they doing with it? Nothing to help you. More money is going to be a problem eventually, you say. Ask the WWE. Sooner or later, these networks are going to start questioning the same X millions to Vandy, Indiana, etc. that they pay for Alabama and Ohio State. You think schools like A&M, LSU, Georgia, Tennessee, et cetera, can get away with it more? They can. More people watch Kansas, Kansas State. Absolutely. The Egg Bowl is completely irrelevant. So if, if, if you're a State or Ole Miss fan making the argument that nobody cares about the Oregon-Oregon State game, well, look in the mirror. Nobody cares about your game either. But as Richard, you're exactly right. We care. We do. It matters to us. Do you want to see it go away? I don't. And it won't. So that you know, that's not the best argument. But 
the Egg Bowl going away would be so bad for this state. It would be so bad for this state. I I don't like the Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving either, but <laughs> I, I don't like it. But man, people, yeah, I'm I'm not going to change a single person's mind on it. So. Matt says, feels like the whole deal that the Premier League had when they wanted to form the Super League. Yeah, and their fans revolted. Uh, the, the the European soccer fans will not put up with breaking tradition the same way that we do. Those protests were unbelievable. Um, I mean, they've got relegation and stuff there, man. If you're a poor performer, it doesn't matter what your brand is. I mean, ta- Texas would have dropped out a long time ago, despite all their money and, and all that. Yeah, that. but college football fans just, oh, well, my school's getting more money. That's awesome. Well, what are you going to do with it? They can probably make roughly the same money if they cut the prices of tickets. Perhaps they'll get tickets, more tickets sold then. Yeah, well, no, that that would make too much sense. You're in Auburn watching the stream. Nice, man. <laughs> nice. I actually like Auburn. Like I, I, I liked visiting there. I think I've told you guys that before. I, I enjoyed my weekend at Auburn. It's not a shot at the Egg Bowl, you say, but Ole Miss let a big rivalry with LSU slip away in the '80s and '90s. Could have been a good national draw today if it was still big time. Hey Ramsey, what's up, man? Sorry you've been out for a few weeks. Been at the beach and out of town. Awesome. I hope you enjoyed it. Do I see the SEC expanding any more anytime soon again? If so, how many more do I think that the SEC will add? That's a good question. Um, it, it sounds like the, the SEC really doesn't want to. That what they want to do is see how Texas and Oklahoma in the league feels and, and how everything feels with the expanded playoff before they expand uh, the league again. Now, their hand may be forced, I guess. Uh, th- they may feel like now they kind of have to because of what the Big Ten has done. But their expansion is going to go into the ACC. And the ACC teams cannot get out of the ACC right now. So and until they can figure out a way out, the SEC is not going to expand. So... It sounds like the ideal targets would be North Carolina and and possibly Virginia or Virginia Tech first. So the Big Ten would also probably want them. It's a mess. But long story short, the SEC does not want to, based on conversations that I heard at SEC Media Days, that they don't want to expand. They want to feel or get a feel of what things are going to be like with Texas and Oklahoma and get a feel of what things are going to be like with the 12-team playoff. And because the ACC teams are so locked in, they probably don't feel forced to to make to rush into expansion. So they might stay at 16 for a little while. I think in an ideal world, Edward, yeah, so they would take two. I think they would uh, – who knows, man. Uh, it, it really depends on the television networks and, and what they'll give, honestly, because the SEC is not going to add a single team not one single team until they would get more money from ESPN. So let, let's just for, for hard numbers, right? There, there's currently, or there's about to be 16 teams in the SEC. Let's say they would all get $50 million from 
their television deal, right? The SEC will not add a single team if that number does not increase or if that number would go down. So if ESPN's paying whatever it is to the SEC, call it, let's call it a billion dollars a year. It's not, but let's call it that. That billion dollars is divided 17 ways, 16 teams into the league office. If you're going to add two more teams and divide it 19 ways, each team's getting less money. Nobody would agree to that. So the only way that expansion is going to happen is if they're going to get more money. Uh, but I do think North Carolina and Virginia would be one and two on their list. You have more 65-7 to seven type games in college football, even the Power 5 versus Power 5 games. That's enough to prove it isn't remotely the same product as the NFL. Absolutely. To me, Clemson and Florida State moving to the Big Ten doesn't make geographical sense, but then again, neither does USC and UCLA. Yeah, the, the Big Ten just completely abandoned the concept of regionality with, with what they've done. Ramsey says, nice pickup at running back for Ole Miss, the Griffin kid from Oregon State. Yeah, uh, this late in the process, uh, for sure. Have no idea uh, how he's going to acclimate or, or learn the system in time. I, I believe he has two years of eligibility left, which helps. But yeah, they needed they needed another running back. You know, he's serviceable. He's not going to make. He's not going to be like a difference maker um, in that room or, or anything. He's a good player. Don't get me wrong, but more of a depth piece. But they needed it. They they needed it this late in the process. You'll take that. The worst NFL team in the two thousands would beat last year's Georgia team by at least seventeen to twenty one. Uh, double that number, but yeah. If you ignore the playoff, which was always the same five or six teams, college sports is 1,000 times better. Realistically speaking, more than half the SEC, maybe more, will never win a national championship in the future. You don't think Ole Miss, State, Arkansas, Kentucky, Missouri, South Carolina, Vandy, A&M, and maybe Tennessee will ever win a national title again? You don't know about Auburn? Tennessee kind of got close last year, but, you know, it's it's a very exclusive club. You believe Ole Miss and Tulane should play every season? I, I do, too. Love the matchup. Maybe it's because you love New Orleans. I do. Yeah, I'm with you there. You know, Tulane is a new stadium, but you would love to have the games in the Dome every other season. They used to. They used to. It's going to be hot as hell down there. God bless those of you that are uh, that are going to that game. Um, be careful uh, with what you consume the night before if you're, if you're going to the Ole Miss-Tulane game with a, a kickoff at freaking 2.30 on September 9th in New Orleans. Oh, you don't have to worry about kicking programs out. Yeah, I I assume there would be lawsuits, but it's never going to happen. It won't happen. Nobody's getting kicked out of a conference, at least right now. What's that thumping noise? Oh, it's probably me. I'm I'm not using a boom mic anymore. I'm using a a stand mic, and so I, I, I fidget, so... It is easy to say pay the prices when you don't have to. Absolutely. You have not gone to an Ole Miss football game in seven years. Wow. But even the students who attend school at these places pay a fortune in and around sporting events, no doubt. You hate the expanding of these conferences. You're seeing rivalries and big-time games possibly never played again. It makes no sense for a team out west to join the Big Ten. To me, it's taking the love for the game away. It also makes it tougher for teams like Ole Miss or State. It's sad. 
Yeah, and, and I don't, you know, I, I don't watch college softball. It's not a thing that I watch or, or consume. But you had Oregon softball players, for example, take to Twitter to say, you know, I, I went here um, to to play close to home, you know, so my family can can see me play. And, and now I'm going to have a, a road series in Piscataway, New Jersey. That doesn't make any sense at all. Um, and then, of course, the reaction is, well, nobody cares about softball. Many thousands of people around this country care about softball. In fact, more people care about softball than baseball. So SEC fans doing the, well, nobody cares about softball thing. More people care about softball than your baseball program, buddy. Um, the, the nobody cares thing frustrates me because, no, I don't watch college softball. No, they don't draw 100,000 fans uh, at games. But college softball is important. It, it gives opportunities for, for so much for so many young women and in some cases, like in all sports, that they wouldn't get otherwise. You think every college softball player would go to college if softball didn't exist? No. All of these sports that nobody cares about or all of these schools that nobody cares about are really important to a lot of people. Furman gives 63 full scholarships a year. 63 young men are getting a private education, which is what Furman is, every year. 63. I think it's 63, right? Or is it 62? 63. Every year. So nobody cares about Furman, but Furman does something vital for young people. And it provides them opportunities that a lot of them would not get otherwise. And that goes for every school at that level, every group of five school, and yes, every power five school. Softball provides opportunities for young women that they would never get otherwise. Don't tell me that's not important. No, I don't watch it. I'm not passionate about it. But w- when I say it matters, I'm not being disingenuous. It matters. Just because it doesn't to you doesn't mean it doesn't to other people. The only way people care about the Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving is because it's something to watch, hoping it turns into a brawl or something. It's not enough, apparently, based on the numbers. You wouldn't mind if the Egg Bowl wasn't played yearly. Uh, I've I've heard that sentiment before, but it's it. Uh, I I hear you. But so the Egg Bowl, do I think would be moved to Saturday every year from this point forward? I've thought about that with Texas uh, joining the SEC because Texas and Texas A&M used to be the Thanksgiving game. And they've played more on Thanksgiving than the Egg Bowl. The, the people that cry tradition about Thanksgiving Egg Bowls kind of cracked me up because it's been played more on Saturday than on Thanksgiving. Um, I've wondered if they're going to be real traditional with Texas and A&M and put that game back on Thanksgiving where that used to be the mainstay. I don't know. It is so much easier to watch from home because it saves a lot of money, but you'll go to three of Ole Miss's games. Nice. Good. It's all, the games are, are, are always better in person. So much better in person. You'd love the SEC to do a deal with Washington State and Oregon State. Maybe not full membership, but something that ESPN will pay for just to keep them afloat. I think, Jason, I think the, the what's going to happen is, is easily predictable. I think that they're going to merge with the Mountain West. I I just that's what I expect. 
is a merger with the Mountain West, um, and they'll keep the Pac-12 name. Uh, so, so they'll just move the the Mountain West into the remaining four Pac-12 teams, and, and they'll keep it that way. I have seen all of the ESPN personalities being fired uh, over the last month. Yeah, um, it is sad. Uh, the the worldwide leaders um, they lost the plot a while ago. I mean, like I said on the on the radio show before I left, that there was no greater example of of how little. ESPN understands sports fans like cutting into college football games to show Aaron Judge strikeout. Nobody, no college football fans wanted that. Nobody. If they wanted to see Aaron Judge strikeout, they would go find the Yankees game. They have no idea what what their fans actually want, and I think they're paying the price for that. Washington screams Big Ten. How so? Ole Miss, Tulane, and State Southern Miss could be two fun yearly non-conference games. Yeah. I love Hattiesburg. Don't get me wrong. I love Hattiesburg. It's not the same road trip as New Orleans, though. Two bad schools like Alabama refuse to play teams like UAB out of pettiness. Yeah, Alabama won't play UAB, but they'll go play at USF this year. Not a fan of Ole Miss or State playing Memphis. I never would again. Softball doesn't pay bills. I know. I I didn't argue otherwise. Football pays for softball and every other sport. Again, I, I did not argue otherwise. Because football pays for everything. But it doesn't make those sports not valuable to somebody. Just because it doesn't make... I mean... Uh, is that really what – gosh, I, I feel like a socialist or whatever here, but is that is that really all, the only thing that matters anymore is what makes money and what doesn't? High school football doesn't make money. Eh, I might as well get rid of that too. Madison Central High School doesn't need a football team, although they, they actually they draw pretty well. But why, why play high school football? Doesn't make any money, so who cares? Eh, that, whatever. Baseball doesn't make any money. Let's get rid of college baseball, too. Who cares? Doesn't matter. So what? Forget it. See? The opportunities that come with that, people are taking for granted the, the, the tens of thousands of lives that are changed by these sports that nobody cares about. You say it would be awful if sports that aren't making money would be reduced to club sports by that metric. Only football and basketball would survive. Only a few baseball. Hell, even the few baseball programs may not. I mean, if you wanted to make this a business, then everything else would be gone because there are two sports that make money. That's it. Ole Miss baseball makes money. Yeah, barely. Barely. But... You know, if it was all about making money, they wouldn't invest in the stadium anymore. They would stop that. There's no need to put $40 million into the stadium when when you're barely breaking even. The nobody cares thing is is an unfortunate effect of people watching ESPN and the other big networks. We need to stop pandering to those networks. And they're the ones that that are driving this all. 
say Ole Miss baseball is fortunate to break even or make a few hundred thousand. I don't think State is making money right now, but I could be wrong. They they, they both are they they operate at a profit. They, they they make a profit, but it is not what you would think it is. And it's all like localized because the basketball makes more money than baseball because of because of television. Baseball doesn't make any TV money because nobody watches it. Nobody watches it. That's that's another thing for these elitists uh, that that acted like the the recent college baseball national championship was the the greatest thing that's ever happened. Nobody cares. Nobody. If you want to play that game, nobody cares about the College World Series. Nobody cares. It's a decent summer rating when nothing else is going on, kind of. Nobody cares. Let's play that game. You would rather have Texas and A&M on Thanksgiving instead of having heartburn after Thanksgiving dinner? I feel you. No, Jason, I did not leave the radio show. I meant when I before I left to go on vacation. No, no, no. It's about the girls' softball team complaining that they're going to have to play out east. You don't think anything they said was valid? That they, they chose to play at Oregon so because they knew that their families could see them play every week and instead they're going to have to have road trips in Piscataway, New Jersey for conference games? You think that you know what, what they said is not at least valid to some degree? Would these teams left behind if the elite teams leave sue if that happened? Or it's uh, no, uh, they, I mean they have no grounds. They, Oregon and Washington didn't do anything other than what's best for them. You know, it, it, it's it's not Oregon and Washington's responsibility to take care of Oregon State. You know, it's not their fault. Um, I don't like it, but it but it you know they they would have no grounds for for that. We should do a schedule prediction show soon. I'm down for that. Will we see multiple quarterbacks this year for Ole Miss? Possibly. Possibly. I don't, but it depends on what you mean by that. Um, if you're talking about where two quarterbacks play prominent roles without injury, I don't think that's going to happen. But yes, you're going to see you'll see multiple quarterbacks play this year in various spots. But no, I don't think you're going to have like a two quarterback system or anything. Regionalized smaller sports would be an option that likely wouldn't be implemented to reduce travel and stress. Yeah, and they'll they'll get creative, of course, to try to reduce cost as best they can. Teams are going to travel together and and stuff like that. But yeah, again, I, I understand that they got a scholarship to play at Oregon and it's paid for by football. I understand that. I I get it. It's it's absolutely true. It, it's it's true. Um, but does that mean that they should? 
not have a say in, in anything at all. They should just shut up and play. Like, I don't know. I, I think that the, the concerns that they raised are valid. Um, I do think that what you're saying is valid too, that, you know, you got to deal with it because, because life's not fair sometimes. And, you know, it sucks, but play the cards that have been dealt to you. But they should have a say in what happens to them, too, even if it doesn't get them anywhere. Voicing that concern is is not a problem to me. From the rumors you've heard, it seems like Sanders is catching up to Dart. Only a rumor, though. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, it, you know, people watch the practices and then, then people talk about what they hear about what happens at practice that people can't see. And it, it doesn't sound like. It sounds like Jackson Dart has taken control of the, that. It, that it is his team, and that he's not losing that team in just a few weeks. Say, so almost could beat Bama and LSU this year. Wouldn't it be nice to have to play Georgia again at the end of the season? <laughs> oh man. Only one more boring month until football, man. Hey, less than that. Three weeks inside of three weeks until week zero. So that's that's something. But anyway, you didn't get a notification. Oh, see, that never happens. I, I don't understand it. I don't. All I've done to you is complain. So that's all I've done. So you didn't miss anything. Next year's quarterback battle is going to be intriguing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, very curious to see how that plays out, actually. But uh, what what kind of cracks cracks me up though is is all these practice reports. Everybody's focused on not Jackson Dart. It's like those guys will play later. So stop talking about Walker Howard and the other guy. It, you know, there, there's a season that's going to be played now, right? <laughs> anyway, Dart could be back in 24. Absolutely, uh, he could. In fact, I would bet on that. I would bet on that. I mean, look, it, it, he's got the potential to play himself into like a top four round pick, and maybe he just decides to go um, striking while the iron's hot and whatnot. But yeah, there's there's absolutely a chance that that he comes back. I, again, Ed, I think that's the most likely scenario. Depends on how Kiffin handles it, of course. But anyway, I went long, and again, all I did was complain. So sorry about that. We'll uh, we'll talk more about just football stuff and not this stuff um, on Tuesday. So I'll see you guys then Tuesday night, seven forty-five ish, roughly. Um, little man's bedtime is is getting a little bit later these days, so it might be closer to uh, closer to eight. Um. Moving forward, as opposed to 745, because, again, he, his bedtime's getting a little bit later. He's growing up a little bit. So, anyway, 
But I'll see you guys then Tuesday night, 745. We won't talk about this stuff anymore. Uh, unless something happens, I guess. But we won't talk about this stuff anymore unless something new happens. Uh, because football's coming. And so we're going to talk about that instead. So uh, thank you guys. Tuesday night. See you then. Uh, y'all have a good rest of your Sunday. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.